0: The ETH Shanghai upgrade is coming, which means 18 million Ethereum could potentially be dumped onto the market. Is this new supply pressure going to cause a massive Ethereum dump or is it simply something not to worry about? In today's show, I'm going to be breaking down the maths behind the Shanghai upgrade to try and evaluate its impact on the market, as well as explaining what it could potentially mean for liquid staking derivatives, which is a narrative being driven entirely off the back of ETH Shanghai. Right now, crypto is facing a lot of headwinds. You have the Mt. Gox Bitcoin Unlock, which is slated to commence on March 10th. You have the Silvergate Bank on the verge of collapse. You have the Shanghai ETH Unlock, which we're going to be talking about in today's video, are happening very soon. You have hot CPI data, which is resulting in the market now pricing in the possibility of a 50 basis point rate hike. So there's macro pressures on the market. You also have some of the Asian buy pressure turning into sell pressure over recent weeks with Asian open uh, being quite a bearish event. And you've also seen mass liquidations in the midst of just general stock market weakness. So in general, there's a lot of headwinds for crypto, but one by one, we need to pick a Part these headwinds and actually evaluate whether it's simply hot air, something people are just panicking about because it gives them an excuse to be bearish, or whether there is actually legitimacy behind some of these claims. And of course, today we're going to be going over the Shanghai ETH unlock and working out if there's legitimacy there. Kobe did a tweet on August 27th where he said, They're going to release the Malkox Bitcoin the same week as they unlocked the post merge staked ETH. They just want to maximize chaos, six to 12 months away, probably. Going to be funny, don't trust anyone. And this prediction actually came true because yesterday he did a follow-up tweet um, which showed that the ETH Shanghai upgrade is actually going to be happening during the same month as the Mt. Gox creditors are going to start receiving some of their Bitcoin. So I think having these two events in tandem with each other has been a driver of major uncertainty in this market. But of course, with Mt. Gox being prolonged and the ETH Shanghai upgrade happening uh, over the course of just a few days, it is pertinent at the moment to discuss the effects of specifically the ETH Shanghai upgrade. But I think the first thing I want to explain about the ETH Shanghai upgrade in general is exactly what it is and how it fits into Ethereum's roadmap. As you can see here, Vitalik posted an updated Ethereum roadmap, which outlines the steps that Ethereum is taking to go from what is currently a semi-broken network to a fully functional, scalable, L1 blockchain ecosystem, which can support thousands of dApps and millions of transactions at fast speeds. Because we all know Ethereum's problems. It gets very congested. It's extremely slow. The network has extremely high gas fees. And in order to fix Ethereum, because they kind of launched with a broken product and they're fixing it over time, they need to conduct a series of steps, which essentially is going to lead Ethereum to its final point. Now we had the merge, which was the very first upgrade on the network, which was crucial to putting it on the of improvement, but the next upgrade is the surge. And this is the upgrade that is going to give Ethereum the potential of hitting 100,000 transactions per second. But in order to make the surge possible, there is a very important EIP 4844 upgrade AKA the Shanghai upgrade, which needs to take place to enable state ETH to be redeemed on the beacon chain. And of course, this is the major driving force behind not only the potential ETH that's going to hit the market, but also an entire new liquid staking narrative, which is thriving off the back of Shanghai. So what is the Shanghai upgrade? Essentially what it is, is it is an upgrade which will enable ETH stakers and validators to withdraw Ethereum from the beacon chain. So previously, when you staked Ethereum on to the beacon chain, there was no redemption mechanism for you to actually get your Ethereum back. So if you had 32 ETH and you started a validator, there's no way to get that Ethereum out of that validator. You were essentially locked in a position um, ever since you staked. So the beacon chain withdraw mechanism will mean that now any Ethereum that was staked in the chain is now able to be redeemed. So you can actually get your Ethereum back. Now, of course, there's been many workarounds in the meantime, like liquid staking, which gives you a derivative, but it's not the same validators weren't able to take their Ethereum out, and that is one of the sole things that Shanghai aims to fix amongst a whole host of other upgrades which will make the network slightly faster and improve ETH staking system. So when is the ETH Shanghai upgrade? Well, it was slated to be going live in the last week of March. However, Ethereum developers have just pushed back the Shanghai upgrade to early April. So the core developers set a date for the girly testnet deployment of March 14th, but the mainnet will now have to wait until April. So the girly testnet deployment is them testing out the code on the testnet, but the actual mainnet deployment, which will see the Shanghai upgrade go live on the beacon chain is going to now have to wait. No firm date for the eventual mainnet hard fork has been set yet, but the downstream effects to the agreed timeline are likely to bump Shanghai's final deployment to about a month afterwards, developers said. This means investors with staked ether will have to wait a little bit longer to withdraw. And this obviously kicks the can down the road a couple weeks in terms of, the Ethereum that is potentially about to hit the market. Let me explain how it could actually affect prices. But before I get into the potential price impact on the market, I want to remind you that OKX is running a mystery box promotion right now, which means if you sign up for an OKX account using the link in the description and deposit $50 into your account, you can open a mystery box up to $10,000 worth of rewards. You may get $5, $10, $100, but there is a maximum prize of $10,000. So sign up using the link in the description, get yourself an OKX account. It's not only a great exchange to trade on, but it could also potentially be fruitful getting your hands on one of these mystery boxes. It's very simple to sign up just in two steps. Now, back to the Ethereum calculations. David Alexander did a fantastic thread outlining the potential impact on ETH staking. He says, as withdrawals on staked ETH now have a tentative release date, which we know is around April. This has led to increased staking activity, the highest monthly volume since last April. However, this upgrade has also many implications for staking providers. One key implication is that the overwhelming majority of deposits occurred ahead of the FTX collapse. Over 14.7 million of the total 15.8 million staked ETH was deposited before November 2022. So most deposits occurred when ETH was trading between 1500 and 3500 and even above 4000. This is a very important point in order to evaluate the impact on the market, noting that the majority of people actually deposited at higher prices. This makes it very different. From Mt. Gox, when people had Bitcoin in Gox at much lower prices, like a thousand Bitcoin, because you're much less likely to take profits on a locked token that you're down on versus a token that you're significantly up on like the Gox Bitcoin providers. So this is one of the major distinctions I want to make between Mt. Gox and Ethereum. In fact, the two largest monthly deposits year to date occurred in March, 1.3 million Ethereum and 1.1 million Ethereum in April, when ETH was regularly trading at $3,000. So the biggest Ethereum deposits into validators happened during the period when ETH was priced around $3,000. So with the Liquidity at a premium, and a variety of funds, institutions, and retail investors unable to recoup their locked capital. David's sense, and I share this sense as well, is that there will be a considerable amount of withdrawal activity once it goes live. Perhaps just as importantly, there is competition between professional staking services. Not all services offer the same APY rewards, and each provider has a different commission rate. This will have effects on the LSD market, which I'll get into at the end of the video. And finally, as he alludes to, will be hunting staked Ethereum derivatives. And that's also. Something I want to talk about at the end of the show: how it will affect the LSD market. But off the back of the data that he's providing in terms of staked ETH, what does this potentially mean for the ETH price? What will the effect mean in practice? I have two resources which are going to help unpack this. One is a great thread by Corpy, which involves financial modelling, and the second one is Crypto Quant's analysis, which comes to a verdict, and then I'll give you my opinion. So in Corpy's thread, he broke down stakers into segments to understand their ability and willingness to sell, and analyse different. Scenarios. Now, this is quite maths intensive, but by the end, I think you'll have a much better idea as to how the Ethereum Shanghai upgrade is actually going to affect the market. Quick reminder, withdrawals can be partial or full. This means that you can either choose to withdraw some of your Ethereum when you withdraw or withdraw all of your Ethereum when you choose to withdraw. How much Ethereum will be withdrawn? If Shanghai happened today, 1.059360 million ETH would be processed and it would take around four to five days to finalize processing. But Shanghai will likely happen in April, which gives us 1.19 million Ethereum in partial withdrawals only. But what about full withdrawals? Most likely there will be many full withdrawals at the beginning. Even if only 10% of all the validators decided to exit, it will take 31 days to clear the exit queue. So this won't happen overnight It is going to take some time. Assuming 1,800 full withdrawals per day, 57.6 thousand Ethereum will be unlocked daily for a month. And you can see the plotting here of the ETH validator exit over time. So to wrap up that data, 1.1 million ETH will be withdrawn through partial withdrawals, 38,000 ETH will be through full withdrawals for already exited validators, and 1.7 million ETH for full withdrawals if 10% of total validators will exit. This is just a rough number, but I think it's a logical number to assume that 10% of total validators will exit. So this equals a total of 2.8 million Ethereum. And this is how it would look plotted day by day in terms of the withdrawals. We can see major withdrawals happening in that first five days, and then it is a linear progression for the first month after Shanghai until all of the withdrawals are processed. So how will this affect the market in terms of price? Well, Corby suggests that according to this data, 436,000 to 2.9 million ETH will potentially be sold, which is a wide range, but it represents three scenarios, the mild selling case, medium selling case, and the aggressive selling case. So we need to plot in three potential scenarios and evaluate how all three of those scenarios could potentially affect the price. Corpy outlines these three scenarios as mild, meaning 14,000 ETH a day is sold over a month, average, which means 23,000 ETH a day is sold over two months and aggressive means 32,000 Ethereum is sold per day over three months. And we can see here the maths plotted into the total selling pressure, which varies from mild to aggressive. So let's contextualize this. 14,000 ETH a day, according to Corpy's mild scenario, is comparable to the daily issuance to miners before the transition to proof of stake. So he's saying the amount of Ethereum going onto the market in the mild scenario is essentially what we were already getting when Ethereum was proof of work. So that means the mild scenario is probably a non-event. The average scenario would be three times the amount of the issuance that was happening from the miners during the proof of work days. And aggressive means that it's four times the amount of issuance during the proof of work days. Would this have an impact on the market? Yes. I mean, you have to think about it this way. This is Ethereum that was previously staked that is now going to act as supply pressure that wasn't previously there. Is it going to have a negative effect on price from a selling perspective? Absolutely it will, because it's Ethereum that wasn't there before that is now available to be sold. However, will it have a crazy price impact that could result in a massive dump? Well, There's two reasons why this might not be the case. One, a lot of the sell pressure, especially in the mild and average scenarios, would be absorbed by the market. The aggressive scenario, which has a slightly lesser probability of occurring, would impact the market more, and we definitely would see some sort of correction in that case. However, it's not clear cut because the market is likely to be pricing in a lot of this increased supply beforehand. So the market's not stupid. It knows this data and it prices it in accordingly. And with the market quite fearful right now around Shanghai, Around Mt. Gox, around the macro, around regulatory headwinds and Silvergate, there are many reasons for the market to be scared, and that may mean that it is priced in fully ahead of time. So even when this supply starts hitting the market, it's kind of anticipated, and there's almost like a sigh of relief by the rumor sell the news event when the Ethereum's actually released that people are like, Whew, Shanghai's over, we can start buying again. So that's one of the scenarios that could take place. CryptoQuant says the selling pressure will actually remain low even after the upgrade. So currently sixty 60- of staked ETH is at a loss, representing 10.3 million ETH. Typically, selling pressure arises when participants have extreme profits, which is not the case for staked ETH currently. So this follows on from the point I was making earlier that a lot of people are in a loss because they staked higher and psychologically, uh, they have a lesser chance of selling than if they bought a lot cheaper like the people did with Bitcoin during Mt. Gox. So that's maybe another reason why the sell pressure won't be as crazy and could allude to a more mild to average scenario in line with what Corpy's predictions were here. So my over- TLDR and summary on how it will impact the market in terms of the ETH price is I think it's going to end up being relatively minimal. Now, of course, we could see some impact. Of course, we could see some correction, but I don't think a correction would be solely off the back of sell pressure. I think it's more likely you see a pre-event panic, maybe a pre-event dump or sell-off pretty much like we're seeing at the moment in anticipation of this event. But I do think, aside from the Ethereum token itself, it does have significant ramifications for the LSD, Liquid Staking Derivatives narrative, actually in a more bullish sense. Because what is going to happen, a lot of Ethereum is now going to be unstaked that was previously locked in validators, and those people that are unstaking Ethereum are now going to have the option of restaking in a liquid staking protocol, which has capital efficiency benefits over staking in a validator. So if you have 32 ETH in a validator, you might decide, well, why don't I unstake this 32 ETH and put it into Lido or Pool, get my yield on my Ethereum, but then also get a staked ETH token derivative and in return for it that I can then LP and earn yield on elsewhere or put up and borrow as collateral elsewhere and like still be able to interact with DeFi with that staked ethereum and that is an enticing proposition for a lot of stakers which could mean we see increased inflows into the liquid staking market and that is why I think the Shanghai upgrade is inherently bullish for protocols like Frax protocols like Lido Rocket Pool and Anchor And this is a narrative that I'm looking at positioning myself in. And I've been talking about this for the past couple months, but it's one of the stronger narratives potentially over the next month or two, especially leading into Shanghai. Of course, you could see a buy the rumor, sell the news event, but the event is still over a month away. So I still think there is time for these tokens to run. Now, no, they probably won't run in isolation. Um, so if Bitcoin keeps dumping, if Ethereum dumps, they're going to struggle to perform. But in terms of pure relative strength trades, I personally would rather be more geared toward LSDs than some of the other altcoin rotation narratives right now, because I believe that is where the relative strength is and will continue to be. Now, Lewis Cooper did a good thread on liquid staking derivatives and talked about some of his top ones. And I highly recommend looking through his thread if you want to learn more about the LSD narrative. But right now, only 35% of the total ETH staking market is comprised of liquid staking. And I only expect this to increase post Shanghai. And the funny thing is only 14% of the total ETH is staked at all. I think this might be closer to 20% at the time of this video, but that is still not a crazy amount that is staked in the scheme of the total Ethereum supply. So when you think about it, now that the beacon chain withdrawals are enabled and the Shanghai upgrade is live, people are going to be more incentivized to stake Ethereum because they know that they can redeem their Ethereum. Even in Lido right now, if you stake, Lido can't withdraw that ETH that you stake. It is still locked. So you might get staked ETH in return, but you can't actually put that back into Lido and get your ETH back. Yet, once that redemption is enabled, I believe a lot more people are now gonna feel comfortable staking in liquid staking protocols. So you have that double-pronged effect of people pulling money out of validators to put into liquid staking because of the capital efficiency benefits. And then you have the other effect of new people that are sidelined, that feel more comfortable staking Ethereum after the Shanghai upgrade, and they're going to pick the best places to stake. And where are the best places to stake? Well, liquid staking derivatives. And I will link a link in the description to a more in-depth video I did on these derivatives, but essentially the TLDR is I'm interested in Frax, Lido, Rocket Pool, uh, and lastly, Anchor. And I think my bullishness is roughly in order of the list that I just mentioned them in. If you want to trade any of these coins, you can do so on a DEX like KyberSwap, which is a DEX aggregator, meaning it's going to find you the best rates across the crypto market. So let's say you want to swap ETH into Lido. It's automatically going to determine that Uniswap V2 is the best place to get the most optimal buy price for you. And it's going to aggregate through Uniswap to give you the best rates and save you money. KyberSwap, since it aggregates, is basically a one-stop shop for trading on a DEX. So if you were going to trade any of these tokens, especially spot trade any of these tokens, on a DEX, then I recommend doing it on KyberSwap and just saving yourself some hassle. And it's also compatible across a multitude of networks which will enable you to swap on Ethereum, Arbitrum, Avalanche, Polygon, Phantom, and more. And of course, if you were going to use a DEX, whenever you use a MetaMask or another wallet, make sure you have a VPN to protect your identity. I can't stress this enough. It's basically a no-brainer to spend a few dollars a month to protect yourself online to make sure no one could see your identity. And even in the midst of some of the MetaMask IP controversy. I think now more than ever, it's important to have yourself protected. There's a link in the description to NordVPN. It's a few dollars a month and they have a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't like it, you can always cancel before 30 days, get your money back, no harm done. But we do have a promotion right now for you to save 59% on a VPN. I mean, look, $3.35 a month. It's really not much for protecting your identity online. And I believe it is a crucial, crucial subscription to have considering it's important that you protect your funds whenever you're interacting, not only on decentralized exchanges, but centralized exchanges and just the internet in general, guys. I think it's so, so important. So link in the description to NordVPN, take part in their 11th birthday campaign, get a 59% discount. And if you have any problems, you'll get your money back with the money back guarantee. But I highly doubt you will, because of course it is a great product and one of, if not the best VPN out there. So I hope you enjoyed this video. If you learned something new, make sure to smash the like button. And also if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you're updated. when we post new content. I will see you in the next video and I hope you have a lovely day. Peace out.